fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Don't you love watching the other side of the aisle absolutely destroy themselves and we don't even have to do anything. You sit back, you pop some popcorn, you watch them self-destruct. We have Democrats bickering amongst each other on how progressive they can be with the infrastructure bill. We see Democrats calling for Andrew Cuomo to get out of office which he's not wanting to do. He's delirious. He thinks that he's actually going to stay in office, which is hysterical. Uh, According to the headlines, he may be out by this fall, which would be really funny. We have Gavin Newsom in California that's losing the recall election so far in the polls by double digits right now. The Democrats not quite sure what to do with all this yet, where everything falls into place, and yet the media trying to turn it on to Republicans that it's the Republicans making the Democrats actually win the election. So I find this kind of hysterical. Welcome into the show. It's The Voice Reason. I am Andy Hoosier right here on a pre-Friday celebration broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio and TV, live streaming, podcasting. Doesn't matter where you're at watching or listening. Always great to have you today with us, your Millennial General. Reporting for duty like we do every day. Oh, by the way, I got to remember, too, that, of course, Kamala Harris has the lowest approval ratings of any vice president in the last couple decades. <laughs> there is that news as well. That's always good news, right? Coming up, bottom of the hour, I'm excited to talk with Julio Gonzalez, uh, uh, engineer tax services. We've had him on the program many times before as we talk about some taxes. We'll talk infrastructure. We'll talk the eviction moratorium. Did you know it's back? If you were concerned about being evicted, if you knew people that were being evicted, we had a three-day gap there. Now, if they served you papers during those three days, not a lot you can do about it. But if they didn't, then you're protected and you can actually uh, be protected to not be evicted again. So we'll talk about some of that. We'll talk about the, uh, the economy, where we're at right now with all this and more on the show today. You can find us on our live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, twitch.tv. Instagram, uh, OurFreedomBook.com, TikTok, and, of course, the website at Reason.com. So I am teaching Little Voice of Reason. For those of you that don't know, I have my daughter, seven years old, and growing up way too fast. Good golly. And I'm teaching her how to play chess and checkers. Now, eventually, I'll get to the chess, but I'm getting to the checkers right now. And it's a lot of fun. She has a great time with it. But I'm teaching her how to think logically, how to think a couple steps ahead, how to prepare, how to plan, how to strategize Because life is strategy. Life is a massive 3D chessboard. And the places are already out there. you got to figure out what to do, and you have to make those moves on a daily basis. Politics is a chessboard. You have to look at the political events and be able to move forward properly based on your PR, based on your finances, whatever else. It's all chessboard. Your life is a chessboard. Life is like a box of chocolates. No, it's not. It's a chessboard. We already know the moves that we can play, and then we get a uh, plot twist when we have other moves that kind of block us or obstruct us. Then we got to figure something else out, but it's a chessboard. It's not a box of chocolates because chocolate's sweet and yummy, and that's not what life is all the time. Unless you get the one with, like, peppermint in it. I don't know why people eat spearmint chocolate. That doesn't make any sense to me. I digress. I'm (laughs) I'm teaching Little Voice of Reason how to play checkers, and I'm conflicted. I'm really conflicted on how to, I don't know whether to be like the super tough one to be like, oh, it's a monumental moment to beat dad in checkers. 
or whether I need to give her confidence and actually let her win a couple of times to build up her confidence and learn how to play the game and get excited to want to continue. I'm conflicted on this because my mindset has always been, uh, and, and my dad this did, did this to me as well, when we played chess, when he taught me how to play chess, I could never beat him. He was really good at chess, really good at chess, would never let me beat him. I beat him one time, and then he never played me again. He got he got upset, didn't want to play me again. So I'm conf- I don't know whether to be that. Like, oh, dad's really, really good at this. He's like the ultimate. He's the iconic figure that I want to be at when I play che- uh, checkers or chess. And I can't I, I can't beat him. And I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. And then when you beat him, it's a huge monumental moment. It's a life-shifting thing because then you beat dad at a game. Or do you do the nice thing of being the softy and being like, oh, you beat me. Oh, I don't know how you did that. Because that's kind of the strategy as well for some individuals. I'm conf- I don't know which one to do. I'm conflicted. The problem is Republicans have already made up their mind in that type of game as well. They have the power. Whether you want to admit it or not, Republicans have some power in Washington, D.C., but yet they seem to be on that, oh, no, I can't believe you got what you wanted. Oh, no. And that's really the stance that Republicans have taken now. This infrastructure package is a disastrous bill. And the fact that we're even considering voting on it like today or tomorrow means that we're moving forward with a bill. We're giving the Democrats a win. We're letting them have it. They need 60 votes. We don't need to give it to them in the Senate. We could stop it. We could obstruct it. We could block it. We could say, no, you're not getting any type of social programs. But yet we seem to be one of those, oh, it's an okay bill. It's really about infrastructure. $300 billion out of a trillion dollar bill is going towards actual infrastructure, roads, bridges, and highways. That leaves $700 billion that's not roads, bridges, and highways, which is what infrastructure actually is. So I don't know what you're saying when we're actually saying, oh, they got rid of the Green New Deal stuff, they got rid of the porculus in there, Then it's all about the actual infrastructure in this nation. I don't know what type of what they're, I don't know what they're smoking, I don't know what they're doing, I don't know what they're drinking, whatever kind of Kool-Aid it is, I don't want any of it because it's a lie. The infrastructure bill is a bad bill. Now, if this passes, what happens? We are a year away from a midterm election in this nation where predominantly Republicans or the minority at least usually does relatively well against the majority party, which is the Democrats at this time. The Republicans would predominantly do well next year by winning some seats in the Senate, probably taking back the majority in the Senate, possibly winning the majority back in the House of Representatives, which I am optimistic about as of right now. But what happens if we pass this infrastructure bill, this monumental bill that usually takes a year or two for any administration to actually get through? We would be doing this in the first six months. Joe Biden would be signing his first major piece of legislation outside of his 100 plus whatever executive orders that he signed. We would be signing a major piece of legislation that would not go towards Republicans for the success of that. Oh, infrastructure is getting up there because Republicans did their job. not how that would be done what would be done was that joe biden would sign the bill and democrats would take all the credit for it like they do every single time and say look at this what we did republicans fought it every step of the way we made this happen look at the success of the biden administration look at what the democrats are doing to take care of you which is only going to help them in the midterm election so please tell me the benefit the upside to this bill it's a terrible bill we get a little bit of infrastructure We get a lot of Green New Deal. We get a lot of social programs. 
we get a lot of broad, a rural broadband, which, okay, I can kind of sort of maybe semi-see that, but I think that's more of a private sector issue than it is a public sector issue. We have Green New Deal of uh, trying to turn things into electric vehicle charging stations across the country. We're trying to fee individuals for getting licensed for uh, electric vehicles. Please tell me the upside to this situation. I don't understand why Republicans are all about this bill now all of a sudden when, oh, we really got them. We we sure took that stuff out of that bill and we got it through committee and now it's going to be on the House and we support this. And we really got to go, so we got to vote on this really quick. It's a multi-thousand page bill that literally just came out of committee less than a week ago. We're voting on it today or tomorrow, which means, again, we're going to the mindset of we're passing it to seeing what's in it. And we know that there's a lot of garbage in it. But Republicans that are supposed to be for the limited government, Republicans that are supposed to be for the less spending, the Republicans that are supposed to be cutting spending at the federal level, the Republicans that are all about individual sovereignty and less intrusion from the federal government are now going to be supporting this massive trillion-dollar infrastructure package as a compromise that they're going to get zero credit for. Because Democrats are in the majority, they're going to work on it, ram it through, whatever, sign it with Joe Biden, and boom, look at that. Democrats got a major piece of legislation in the first six months, and then they go into the midterm elections. When we're supposed to be saying, look, Joe Biden's messing things up, the Democrats don't know what they're doing, they're trying to pass these ridiculous bills, we can't grow the size of government. That's the message Republicans are supposed to be doing. But yet, they're not. They're playing the softy dad with the child because, let's remember, the Democrats are little children. When they don't get what they want, they throw their temper tantrum. When they don't get the candy bar in the candy store, they flail on the ground, pop their arm out of their socket while their parents are holding their arm, flail on the ground, and say, I want the piece of candy. When they don't get what they want, they throw the ultimate temper tantrum by calling us racist, calling us you know, obstructionists calling us terrorists. I mean, now we have them trying to censor us. We have more on the social uh, the social credit contract or whatever, the social contract, uh, social credit score. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, too. We talked about that yesterday. They're trying to bring that back as well with COVID. We have the COVID pandemic where they're using this to take more control, and we're just going along with it. We have officially become the softy dad that's teaching the daughter how to play checkers or chess, And instead of actually being tough and saying you need to increase your level in order to beat me because that's going to be what it takes, you're playing the softy of, oh, no, I don't know how you beat me. I totally shouldn't have moved there. Republicans have had a history of this as well. If you remember Obamacare and the book that Ted Cruz wrote during that time when he was running for president, he wrote the book talking about some of the behind the scenes and the screaming matches between him and Mitch McConnell. Behind the scenes, the closed doors meetings where they could have stopped Obamacare in the committees before it even got to the floor to where it wouldn't even have made it to the floor and we could have not been in the disaster we are in healthcare under Obamacare and this government mandate crap that we're in right now. I know the, gov- the, the mandate's gone, but the rest of it's there, and it's still no good. We would have a better healthcare system prior to Obamacare, and that system was even garbage. But that's way better than what we have right now, especially with uh, with prices, with deductibles, with premium, with quality of healthcare. If we could just get back to that, we would at least have a starting point to try to improve upon. And it could have been stopped in committee, but yet Mitch McConnell, oh, well, we just let it go through the committee. Then we have the minority on the floor, which means, oh, sorry, we didn't have enough votes to stop it. Not that we got it done. 
because that's the games being played in politics right now in Washington, D.C., and it's being played again with this infrastructure package. So my question is, what is the upside for the Republicans to pass this bill? You're not going to get credit for, quote-unquote, infrastructure saving this nation. You're spending massively on social programs. You're spending massively on things we don't need to spend money on when you're there to cut the damn budget. Democrats are going to implode themselves. The media is trying not to report on the implosion of the Democrat Party right now. Nancy Pelosi is trying to ward off the left-wing progressive radicals that are on her side with the AOC and the B-Squad out there. She's trying to ward them off and doing something rational or at least something marginally less accept- marginally more acceptable for the general public as opposed to the AOC radicals in D.C., but yet they're bickering amongst one another. And when they don't want to confront each other, what do they do? They deflect. They don't want to look at each other. They don't want to look within their party. They don't want to try and clean up their party. They don't know how to. They are so far gone, they are a corpse inside, a dead, rotting corpse inside the Democrat Party. And I'm not talking about Nancy Pelosi and all the plastic surgery she's had. (laughs) See what we did there? What I am talking about is the Democrats have so many demons in their closet, they don't know what to do with them in order to process them. So what do they do? They deflect upon the Republican Party. And they try to make the Republican Party continue to look stupid and look bad. The sad part is, is that it works every time. All the media has to do is run this report. Senate, here's the headline from TheHill.com today. Senate GOP poised to give Biden a huge political victory. That's the headline. If we pass this infrastructure bill, it won't be credited to Republicans. It will be credited to Democrats and the Joe Biden administration going into a midterm election where they could pass this trillion dollar bill after saving us from COVID, then fixing infrastructure, taking care of the families with the child tax credit. Biden and the Democrats won every step of the way for the first six months of the year. Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information 
Reason at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. 24 minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a pre-Friday celebration. It truly is one of the best days of the entire week. I don't care what anybody says. It's awesome. So the Republicans shooting themselves in the foot, Democrats shooting themselves in the foot as well, but yet not getting noticed because they blame Republicans. And then when we compromise... We settle. We work in a bipartisan manner. I love these terms, too, because they see it as like a thing of pride. A bipartisan bill. We compromised and worked together. Look, I don't want to compromise or work together if it's a crap bill. Just because it's a crap, uh, just because we work together and held hands and saying kumbaya does not mean that it's a good bill. And if it's a bad bill, then both sides are idiots for passing it, not just one side. <laughs> I mean, what well, doesn't that make sense? But yet we have this weird mentality that as long as we work together on it, that means we really came together. We found a collective unity. We found a collective harmony and we all work together all hunky dory. And then we pass this bill and it's just going to be wonderful to see what it does for the nation. But if it's a bad bill, then both sides are at fault for it. And if it is a bad bill, then you don't want your name attached to it as well. Just because they got rid of 60 percent of their garbage doesn't mean that we accept 40 percent. It's a bad bill, and not a single bit of it should be in there except for roads, bridges, and highways. Period. End of story. That's it. We could do that with the two, $300 billion that they want to do with it, that we're taking out of COVID relief money and putting it into this. That could be taken care of. The money's already allotted to and spent. We wouldn't have to worry about anything, and I would be okay with that. That would be the one and only way I'd be okay with this. But like usual, the federal government's not going to do that. And now the Republicans are in support of this, may pass the bill which would give, again, according to the Hill, give Biden a huge political victory. Which, why would we do that going towards a midterm election when we're talking about how bad he is? But, oh, by the way, let's go ahead and give him the bill that he actually wants. Because I don't know if you've noticed, he hasn't passed anything else since uh, for the first six months. It's all been executive orders. He hasn't passed anything major except for a stimulus bill to give us another stimulus check for COVID and to bail out some businesses and do some more COVID, whatever. That's about it. That's all they've done. Everything else has been executive act, uh, executive actions. It's wild. Speaking of COVID, by the way, too, I think I have enough time. I got enough time here real quick. So there was an interview Rand Paul did with Fox News earlier today where he had talked about, uh, we talked about the social credit score yesterday and how they're trying to abuse individuals that are unvaccinated because you're the devil, evil, dirty people of society. So that's continuing because now this is where the social credit score kind of comes into play and we're going to start banning you from parts of society if you don't get the vaccine and do what we want you to do. Fauci has come out and said that he wants to ban individuals from being able to fly altogether if you don't get the vaccine. I don't know. 
Paul. This is what Rand Paul had to say about that. Obscene, you know, that if we now disagree in our personal medical decisions with the left, they're going to declare that we're a terrorist and that we can't fly. But even on the practicality of it, even if you said, okay, we're going to do this, even the CDC says you're not supposed to get vaccinated if you've been infected within three months. So what are we going to do? Tell people they can't fly for three months, even according to the CDC? I and other doctors actually think that your immunity from being infected is going to last a lot longer. With the 2004 epidemic, people still have immunity. Spanish flu, there are people alive who still have immunity from 1918. So I do believe natural immunity should be taken into account. But even according to the CDC, this idiot would have us not flying for three months. So it makes no sense. It's, it's complete collectivism. And all of these people are the same people who hooted and hollered and said, Trump is leading us to authoritarianism. What could be more authoritarian than a no-fly list for people who disagree with you? Have I mentioned before that Rand Paul is kind of awesome? I mean, he just don't take it. I mean, he just called Fauci an idiot in that. I love it. I'm, this is what we need. We need to stand up and finally say, wait a second. Seri- seriously? You can't fly unless you get vaccinated? Oh, really? You're going to ban us from society? Try and make us the outcast, which they're trying through the social credit score that they're doing. And they're starting that with COVID on whether you're a mask wearer or an evil bear face or whether you're actually a vaxxer or an evil, dirty, filthy unvaxxer. And now you can't fly. And really? Because you're not even accounting for natural immunities, which, by the way, have lots of immunity against the virus. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. We appreciate you more than you know. Always a pleasure to have you on the radio show. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting. You can find us online at Hoosier Reason on the website at HoosierReason.com. All the social media on at Hoosier Reason as well. So that's awesome. Uh, welcome into the program. All right, real quickly, we'll get to our guest here in just a second. So we did, uh, we wrapped up that last segment with Rand Paul. This is where we're going, this this ridiculous social credit score thing that's going on. Rand Paul talking about the vaccines and flying. If you haven't gotten the vaccine, you won't be allowed to fly. You know, that if we now disagree in our personal medical decisions with the left, they're going to declare that we're a terrorist and that we can't fly. But even on the practicality of it, even if you said, okay, we're going to do this, 
Even the CDC says you're not supposed to get vaccinated if you've been infected within three months. So what are we going to do? Tell people they can't fly for three months, even according to the CDC? I and other doctors actually think that your immunity from being infected is going to last a lot longer. With the 2004 epidemic, people still have immunity. Spanish flu, there are people alive who still have immunity from 1918. So I do believe natural immunity should be taken into account. But even according to the CDC, this idiot would have us not flying for three months. So it makes no sense. It's it's complete collectivism. And all of these people are the same people who hooted and hollered and said, Trump is leading us to authoritarianism. What could be more authoritarian than a no-fly list for people who disagree with you? You want to talk about authoritarianism and collectivism, you can talk about, oh, I don't know, the extension of the COVID-19 unemployment benefits when we have a labor shortage in the nation that's harming the economy like that pretty, pretty drastically, you would think. You would think that uh, collectivism would be, you know, the eviction moratorium that has allowed people to not be evicted, which is harming really all the landlords across the nation when they don't get any money just because of individuals that are maybe on some of the COVID-19 unemployment benefits. It's a wild, crazy thought process. I want to talk about some of the budget and the infrastructure along with some of the economy as well with our next guest. Super excited to have him back on. He is with Engineered Tax Services, where you can find engineeredtaxservices.com. You hear him on Fox News as well all the time. We've had him on the program many times before, Mr. Julio Gonzalez with us here. Julio, how are you, my friend? Oh, do we have them? Maybe. No, okay, we'll try back here in just a second. Wasn't sure. Uh, we had a bit of a connection issue, so we'll try and get him on the show uh, in just a second. But uh, Julio Gonzalez, I wanted to get his thoughts on this infrastructure bill because this is where we're going. But this controlled, crazy, weird utopia is a weird position for us to be in. I thought that was sort of against what we were about in this in this country. I'm sorry. I thought this was America. <laughs> right? I mean, no, you can't fly. You're not vaccinated. Your own personal health choice. Now, wait a second, but you're going to spread the virus. You can spread the virus if you have the vaccine as well. So it doesn't really matter. But it's about control right now. It's about ultimate control. We have right now, according to Axios, we have Fauci coming out talking about new variants of COVID-19, which is just a way to keep us where we're at. We've heard that we may be hearing about another shutdown in the country in the next week or two from the Biden administration. Uh, Many states are trying to do it as well. Here in Kansas, our Democrat governor, she had her hands tied during our state legislative session. And this is just kind of some inside ballgame for the politics and candidates if you don't live in the state here, which I know a lot of our listeners don't. So just give you a bit of an inside scoop. Our Democrat governor declared state of emergency the last year, tried to impose all these mask mandates, tried to control everything that she possibly could. The legislature this year said, "Uh uh-uh, not allowed to do that. You need to have some oversight. And if you try to do something like declare state of emergency, then we're going to have oversight and control over that as well to approve what you want to do. She has now claimed that that is unconstitutional because she should have full right to do whatever she wants to do when de- declare a state of emergency so she can impose mask mandates, force children to go to school with uh, with uh, masks, and so on and so forth. Which I have to say, kudos to you parents. Absolutely kudos to you parents because guess what? There is a massive rise, which I've never heard of this before, and I really want to look more into it and try it myself. This micro-schooling. They call it the kind of, uh, quote-unquote, alternative schooling. It's like the alternative health. Oh, it's shunned by the mainstream. You can't go to the healthcare system. you got to do alternative health. Yeah. What's alternative health, Andy? Oh, I don't know, like taking vitamins and doing, like, natural things for you to boost yourself healthy again naturally as opposed to, you know, going to 
the doctrine popping a pill. It's alternative medicine, and it's shunned by society today for a lot of, uh, within at least the medical industry. Now we have alternative schooling that's micro-schooling that's the alternative to the actual education system, which I think is brilliant because that's the way it used to be like 100 years ago. It's the way we used to do things. We didn't have a public school that we would all go to and we'd have lunches and we'd have free lunch programs and vouchers. And we could go from one class to another and bounce around based on the bell and what curriculum was going to be taught. And then professors telling the kids that, you know, America's evil and white people are racist and all this other garbage. We would have uh, like the backyard of a home or maybe a little churchyard where like eight to ten kids would get together and the parents would rotate actually teaching and they would have how to garden and how to change a tire of a vehicle or how to actually, you know, build something or how to sew clothes or how to make food and how to count and hold a bank account and, I don't know, like normal things to live life. I know it's a crazy concept, but now we're going back to this with micro-schooling. It's apparently a thing now where it's it's considered the alternative. And at least here in Kansas, there are a lot of students that are starting to look this way. From what I've heard, it's gone all, all over the nation. But it's what we need because we're beginning to fight back. Things are coming back to the local level, which I love. Absolutely love it. Local politics is where it's at because that's where you get to make the most uh, uh, impact, whether it's running for school board, running for city council, county commission, being involved, whatever, becoming a teacher even. Yes, that does have a major impact. We have that, and it's starting to get back to that. Of, you know what? I'm tired of what's going on in D.C., it will never fix itself. We just ran an entire half hour about what the Republicans are doing to help Democrats while Democrats are blaming Republicans and then taking credit for everything. And Republicans can stop it, but they won't do it because they like the game of politics more than they do actual common sense. We're now being shunned in society because we're being part of that alternative if you don't have the vaccine. If you do have the vaccine, then fly away. Have fun flying on the airplanes, but apparently if you're not vaccinated, you're not going to be able to soon. Now we have Fauci trying to scare you about an upcoming new variant, which there's a lot of variants, by the way. Let's be clear. But ABC News is running this. Axios is running this. Other news sources are running this as well with the new variant, which, as you know, they're not saying it's here. They're saying it could get worse. Meaning, here's the nice little sign from Fauci of it's already here. We just don't want to announce it yet because we're trying to work you into it and lightly expose you to the next thing. The Delta variant's not working to what they wanted. They wanted the Delta variant to scare everybody else into getting the vaccine, masking up, and going back to the way it was. And it didn't happen because while they continuously uh, manipulate, they're not lying, but they're manipulating and exaggerating in some degree by saying that it's more contagious. You're right, it is more contagious. That is not a lie, but it's less dangerous. Oh, well, you know, hospitalizations are up 80%. What's 80% when three people were in there before? You know what I mean? It's a manipulation of the numbers to exaggerate the point they're trying to get to. Now, if there were 1,000 people in there and they're like, and it doubled with 2,000 people in a day, then that would be a cause for concern. But when you have five people in the hospital in a community and they're like, it grew by 80%. Okay, so two, three other people went in there. Awesome. I mean, it's not awesome. It's sad, but at the same time, is it really the number that you're you're trying to get out there because that doesn't seem as catastrophic as it was? Uh, well, younger people and you know, healthy people are actually getting hospitalized. Okay, that's a cause for concern. Let's look at that. What's going on? At the same time, the numbers are still small. We have the, the, they talk about the hospitalizations going up. We have not heard one word from the media locally, nationally anywhere in this country about the number of deaths lately. 
It's been all about the number of cases and the number of hospitalizations because deaths are flat right now. Plateau maybe creeped up a tiny bit, but they're still the lowest they've been for the entire year and a half. So the Delta variant didn't scare people. Then we come to find out that we knew this, but they just wanted to finally admit it, that vaccines cause mutations in viruses to make them more contagious. So now they're saying that there's a new new variant out there that's even immune to the vaccine. And it's going to be super deadly in the fall if we go into flu season and we're not aware of it. And then we go into other lockdowns. They're continuously scaring over and over and over. Now, it's already out there. We already know it's out there, but it's about the control because, again, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. They want the control. By the way, real quickly, just kind of a side note, that little clip, I don't know if you know where that's from or not. It's from South Park. I find South Park hilarious. I'm a huge fan. I actually grew up in a little town just outside of South Park, Colorado, so I find that intriguing. I saw a headline news from Yahoo Finance about how the creators of South Park signed a $900 million deal with Viacom CBS. <laughs> Yeah, more South Park, more movies from South Park. I'm pretty excited about that. So kudos to Matt Tra- uh, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone for uh, continuing that. They're going to be the new Simpsons legacy. Just had to throw that out. I had to give those guys credit because I'm a big fan of them. I One of these days we may have to get them on the program because they've hit it spot on with making fun of all of this. All the way back from when they started, you know, 20 years ago with the show, making fun of political issues and then actually going after Trump during the election and then going after the COVID thing, going after the marijuana. It's been beautiful. I love how they do that because we need to laugh at it. So you have to sit back and laugh. Our freedoms are at stake right now, which is not a laughing matter. But sometimes you have to use the sarcasm to explain how ridiculous they are. They want unvaccinated people to never be allowed to fly again mandating a private industry on what private citizens are allowed to do in order to participate in the private industry of flying in the air, in the airplanes. That's how absurd this is. When you don't do what they want, they want to lower your social credit score, which they say we don't have, but I think we kind of sort of already have it based on what they're trying to identify us as to put us in this lower status so they can control more. And when you don't do it, then they create new ways to scare you. If you do your reasoning to take care of yourself, you will be just fine. And that's a fact. We'll come back, see if we can't get Julio Gonzalez on the program. we got a lot more to talk about. We'll try and cram as much of it he can into here in the program. It is a pre-Friday celebration. It's The Voice Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. I really want to sp- focus some time on that micro-schooling concept. I love that idea. I think that this is the private sector's way of rebounding and filling in voids and gaps of issues that are going on as we talk about mask mandates for children again, potential lockdowns again with COVID, all this other garbage. It's a wild time. But we got limited time, and we have our guest on the line. We weren't able to connect with him earlier. Is he, uh, you know, flying, doing the thing? You must have been vaccinated because I tell you, I, I heard the news about uh, the unvaccinated people not being allowed to fly in the air or at least that's coming soon julio gonzalez with engineer tax services julio how are you my friend i'm great thanks for having me yeah hey it's good to have you on the program i appreciate it very much real quickly and i know we have short amount of time here we got to get you back on again soon to talk some more in depth with all this but uh the economy we've talked a lot about this infrastructure package this absurd trillion dollar bill we have the eviction moratorium that's going on right now that's been reinstated again we have the covid relief that just won't go away with the extended unemployment benefits for covid uh our economically we're not looking too good and looking too fair moving forward are we no and it looks like it's just going to get worse right because this infrastructure is really the you know, the redistribution of wealth from the taxpayers to the non-taxpayers, and it's going to create hyperinflation like we're already on the path to. And this is not going to be good for the economy. And certainly this infrastructure bill is all about, really, redistribution of wealth, social welfare. What changed a lot of Republicans' minds? We just had a couple senators on over the last few days talking about this, and at first they were, oh, we're totally against it. It's a lot of porculus from Democrats. We're not going to support this thing. Look how absurd it is. Now that they, quote-unquote, cut a bunch of stuff out, it's still a trillion dollars, but now they're changing tones. What changed a lot of Republicans' minds on this bill? Well, I think what changed their mind really was, you know, they're getting something in return, and that in return on this bill is that there's not a lot of tax increases, and I think that was important to them. But unfortunately, we see the $3 trillion infrastructure bill coming behind it where they're going to put those taxes in, and I think that's a big problem. So they're doing another COVID thing. Now we have the budget coming up as well. Of course, we're in the appropriations process. I doubt we're going to get all 12 appropriations bills out there for the budget this year uh, because we're just kind of in the mode of just doing the omnibus bills. But uh, with the budget coming up, do you see an extension 
of the unemployment benefits for COVID, the additional benefits, do you see an extension of the child tax credit automatic payments that I think are kind of a conditioning for the universal basic income coming up soon? Uh, do you see this stuff being extended because the economy, quote unquote, just isn't quite back to par yet? Well, it's certainly in there now, and that's certainly what the administration wants is to extend the giveaways, keep people at home, right, instead of getting back to work. And that's created the inflation that we're having, right, because no no one wants to work when they're getting free money from, you know, the, really the Santa Claus bill that, you know, the Biden administration wants to put in place. Yeah, exactly. Real quickly, we got just about a minute or so left here, but talk about small business and how that's impacted uh, the small business industry. Obviously, small business is like 90% of business in the country. They've obviously struggled throughout the last year with COVID. Now we have these ridiculously uh, ridiculous tax burdens. We have these new regulations. We have this quote-unquote labor shortage that they're saying is a wage issue that we need to increase. Where is small business fitting into all this? Or are we just going to see small business start to die off in the country? Yeah, I think when you don't even open up, right, so you're closed down for over a year, and then you're looking at hyper-tax increases as a small business owner. You can't get any labor because they're staying home, right, because of the giveaways there. All that combination, and then you see more and more shutdowns continuing again, and you couple that with these increases in taxes that are just over the top. I think it's just, you're right. I don't think small business recovers. I don't know how they can. And if we're trying to raise the rates, we make it more expensive for the goods with the inflation, which they're somehow proud of with that inflation rate growing in the country. And then we put all these regulations on stipulations. We start mandating vaccines. I just don't know how small business continues. And it's it's going to deter a lot of people from starting new business as well, which is really unfortunate. Julio Gonzalez, Engineered Tax Services, engineeredtaxservices.com. It's always good to get you on the program. It's been too long since we've done so. I know this is kind of short, but let's get you back on the show again real soon to talk some more. It's really a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Hey, you as well. Always good to talk to you, my friend. You can find him on Fox News all the time with his commentary as well. Also, the website at engineeredtaxservices.com. Good stuff. We'll continue on that conversation soon. Plus, I want to do a show. Maybe we can get somebody on about the micro, the school, micro-schooling. That would be cool. I would love to do something like that. If uh, you know any teachers that do that, you can email us at network at gmail.com. We'll do a little digging on our end as well, see if we can't make that a new thing. It's growing this year. A lot of people are sick and tired of the public schools anyways, curriculum, critical race theory, all this other garbage that they're doing. Let's make this a thing. Let's get back to the basics and go back to the way things used to be. Back in my day, I never saw it, but I would like to. Until then, this is the Voice of Reason podcast going up in just a little bit. I'm Andy Hoosier. Be your own Voice of Reason. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow for a Friday wrapping up the week. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. 
And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.